You're listening to Rocket Night. This is the Rocket Night Podcast, Tampa Earl with you, and today I've got for you a band out of New York City. Uh, they're called Bad Mary, uh, and I've got uh, with us today uh, Amanda, their singer, and Mike, their bassist. Uh, the band is uh, celebrating uh, their 10th anniversary this year, and what better way to do it than to take a tour of Japan. Uh, Mike, Amanda, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having us on the show today. This is uh it's it's always so much fun talking with people. So we're super excited to to speak with you today. Well, it's it's great to have you here. Now, uh, like I said, this is your 10th anniversary. Does it seem like it's been 10 years that you guys have been doing this? Yes and no. They're both both right. <laughs> Cause sometimes it's like uh we, we've had so much fun so that's why it doesn't feel like it's been so long but then we will look back on uh trips or releases or whatnot we're like no yeah it's been it's been a minute we've done done some growing uh mike hop in whenever yeah <laughs> uh I, I think it depends on the day I, I think i think sometimes it's you know it's one of those things where Sometimes it's just if like time moves so time is so weird because it moves so quickly, but at the same time feels like it it moves incredibly slowly at points. And it's one of those things where when when we're playing a lot and the shows are good and everything's fun and we're going on the road, like that stuff feels like, you know, 10 years passes by in just an instant. It's kind of the grindy day-to-day work that we have to do to keep the ship afloat that kind of makes it feel that's when it feels long. It's like, Oh it's yeah. Like, it, it's been 10 years. It's like, okay. Yeah. I got to do another <laughs> social media post or I have to do another, you know, email blast or I have to edit a picture or we have to figure out as a band what the new record's going to be called, or we have to work through a songwriting process. So I'm sure if you talk to David too, he's like, Nope, I've mixed this many tracks and I've mixed this. So like for him, he's like, no, it's definitely been this long. So yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, I mean, the time has moved very, very quickly uh, to, to really, you know, yes and no (laughs) to be a band for over 10 years and, and put out, you know, our first record 10 years ago and, and still play those songs. It does feel like it's been, so incredibly quick because I'll look back at pictures and I'll be like, how many years ago was that? Eight? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> in the in the most most of it, it has it has moved by very, very quickly. Uh it's just some of the uh some of the day-to-day work does get a little frustrating. Yeah. And and you brought up uh earlier the the pandemic and definitely like we it, we jumped ahead three years. So when you look at the timeline with that too, it's like, wait, where did this t- how is how has it been yeah. five years? It feels like it's been like six months or a year. So it's Time is an yeah. illusion. That's, that's where that I'm at. <laughs> you know, things that happened three, four and five years ago now, you know, only feel like they were a year or two ago because we lost so much time. Yeah. So, you know, the last tour, the first tour we did of Japan was 2019. That was four years ago. 
But if you think, if we think about it, it feels like it was last summer. I feel like we were just there. Yeah. It feels like right. we were just there. So, you know, having that kind of weird time skip thrown in the, in there, you know, um, I feel like we're all feeling that though. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much like, uh, for my comic book readers out there, it does feel like a Thanos snap kind of moment. Very much right? so. We kind yeah. of just totally skipped time and we came back and we all got dusted and we came back like, oh, I guess we're back to it, you know? So, uh, so yeah, it does have that feeling sometimes, but you know what? I'm still, I'm so happy that we as a band were able to keep it, have been able to keep it going, keep writing new music, keep writing music that we're proud of and continuously putting out music on a fairly regular basis. It helps keep us together because we're, uh, we're actually family. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was something that I was going to bring up for our listeners here. Bad Mary is actually very much. Uh, a, a family affair. Uh, you and Mike, of course, are a, a couple. Uh, you have your dad, uh, Amanda's dad, I believe, Bill, mm -hmm. uh, who is on the drums, and you've got a, a, a college professor uh, that you 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 worked under, uh, uh, David, uh, who takes care of the guitar work. That has to be such a nice thing to have. Uh, you know, the the, the family attitude uh to take into the band and i'm sure sometimes you want to rip each other's throats out <laughs> i mean it's more more good than that but yeah, that's be good that's yeah good. Because, of the, more good than that. because of the good bond that we have the conversations or the sessions where it, it can get like heated or like okay well i have strong feelings about this you know that everyone is being honest in the room and there is a respect of like, no, I'm going to hear you out. But if I don't agree, I'm also going to point in your face and tell you this. And it, 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 it's all productive and it always kind of comes back around together. So it's like part of the process, if that makes any sense. But we're all we're all super close. Um, we definitely adopted David into our family. He was in our bridal party. Uh, he was one of Mike's groomsmen when we got married. Um and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way, personally. I really wouldn't. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, Amanda really hit the nail on the head there. There's such a mutual respect that when anyone is gets heated about something in regards to the band and wanting to do well by the band, we know it's with the band's best interests in mind. You know, there's really not a lot of ego. Uh, in the band here, it's not something we're looking to looking to do. We we know that we're stronger together as a unit, and even though sometimes we will disagree on things, I think we all understand that it's coming from a place of of wanting to just be the best band we possibly can be. And ultimately, in the end, that means we just want to write music. We have fun playing. I think that's really what we want to do here. And um, you know, the family stuff is awesome because that just means that it's kind of always bad Mary time. Well, I love it because when we're on the road, I don't have to be away from you. Like that—that yeah. that is yeah, something yeah. that yeah. I know. We have a lot of other friends that are musicians that are um, couples that are in bands together, or couples that are in different bands, or one is in one and one is not. And there's a lot of time spent with the band. That really, even if you're not family, your band kind of turns into a, a second family. So I'm I I feel very lucky that it's kind of all in the same because if we go on tour, we're on tour together. I joke mm -hmm. with my dad all the time like we haven't been on like a quote unquote family vacation, but we go on tour, <laughs> you know? So like that's really what that that has become what that is. Um and I I love that. I don't take that for granted that I get to share that time 
with them creatively and I don't have to kind of remove myself to go do my own creative thing, which I, I do other things also, but like, this is the main, the main thing to be able to share that, spend that time together and really share 10 years of this has been incredible. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, well, you brought it up there a moment ago that during the pandemic, you started doing uh, the, the the Tuesday night kind of gatherings on 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 YouTube and Twitch, uh, Twitch that uh, is actually where I first found you out at. Uh, that is something that is so unique and that you've kept on doing it is really impressive. Yeah, so Thank we you. started live streaming, and thanks for that. I really appreciate that. Um, we started we started doing live stream directly to Facebook, probably like five or six years ago, maybe longer than that. And we did that. We did it with Patreon. And as the pandemic hit, we knew the band wasn't going to be able to get together um, for at least a, a little while, and it ended up being the better part of a year. You know, we did a couple of rehearsals here and there, but it was kind of like the better part of a year, and then then some. You know, it was sporadic. But Amanda and I were like, you know what? We got nothing else to do. Uh, we might as well continue doing the live stream. And every Tuesday night, we're going to hop on with an acoustic guitar and we're living sing together songs. in our own bubble. Also yeah. made that um, made yeah. that a lot. Of, again, having family and being in the same the same space in the same time, it really helped us to keep it going in some fashion with yeah. with the acoustic stuff. And you know what? For a lot, of, we you know we were doing it for us and our own health at that point, you know, our own mental health, just to kind of get there and play and have fun and goof off for connect with people an hour and and actually be able to communicate with people. But we also heard from a lot of our friends that like, they looked forward to it because it gave them a break. It gave them some time away. It gave them someone to talk to or listen to or chat with. And, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think we understood at the time how much, you know, everyone looked forward to it, not just us. Mm -hmm. So it was a really beautiful community moment for us and the people out there on the internet. I've had people come up to me um, when we started playing live again at like our home clubs and stuff. I had people come up to me after the sets being like, you don't know what you did for us during, during when we couldn't leave the house and I couldn't see my neighbors and I couldn't say, I could know that I could tune in at this time, see and talk to you guys. And I'd have kind of some window into normalcy because that's, they would come see us play always and it's and, like and that's extremely special when somebody walks up to you and says that yeah yeah it's it's mike reminds me of this uh a lot now but it's you don't always know what you mean to other people and kind of going about our day-to-day -day like we normally would you know and having somebody months later come up to us and be like you really helped me through that really really tough time it's like it added to why we do it you know mm -hmm. it's just like we don't we don't know there could be people out there who are watching that we don't know them yet, but hopefully if you're watching and if you're here apart with us, we can do something to make your day better. That's really That's all what it boils do. down to. Yeah. Now the, uh, we got, you know, big news, got a new EP coming out. <laughs> uh, yes. New music from the band. Uh, the EP is called trash and glamor. How do you come up with that title? I mean, I know you guys got that, that 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 punk rock vibe, a very very kind of Ramonesy CBGB sound, uh, and, and uh, the 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 song this, that I've heard off of Trash and Glamour, especially one we're going to get to here in a minute, uh, carries that spirit with it. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the album. Um, well, tra <laughs> Trash and Glamour, um, we've definitely played around. Um, 
I, I don't know if this is like a seed for the album name or the the title or the lyrics or anything, but a handful of years back, we played this club that sadly has closed. Um, it's the Trash Bar, and it was a mainstay for a, a very, very long time. And it was a kind of side project of mine and David's because um, he's also a costume constructor, costume designer with Hofstra University, um, as well as set designer, animator, like anything tech designy, he does it. Um, and we, for this show, we took like industrial trash bags and had a costume fitting and he built like an actual like dress gown for me out of garbage bags. And it was this very like if you looked at it a very glamorous piece of clothing it had a corset like built into it and like the ruching on the skirt and like all this stuff but it was made out of a trash bag so it was this dichotomy of the materials that we're using and what it ends up looking like and we definitely like to take that um take that idea take that aesthetic and put it into everything a little bit yeah it it kind of really fits what we're trying to do uh musically uh, you know, we're like you said, we kind of got this grimy kind of Ramonesy kind of CBGB kind of vibe. But I think ultimately, I CBGB. that just means so much that you said that also. Yeah, so thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's exactly what we're going for. So it's nice when people get it. Um, Really appreciate that. But we have that kind of grimy kind of trashy vibe when it comes to that. But there is, you know, we like to dress up. We like to, you know, David wears these like pink fuzzy guitar straps and he's got like this big pink, this bright pink guitar. I like Amanda, glitter a lot. Amanda wears all this glitter and all this, you know, all this glitter and stuff. And I'm, I've, I'm wearing leather jackets and, and, uh, that we cover in glitter and pink paint and all that stuff. So there is, there is like this glam aspect to what we do. We've been throwing around the phrase glam punk a lot lately. Um, trying to figure out what we're trying we to are. figure out exactly like what boxes we check off and the whole genre search type thing. But, you know, we came up with the name because I feel like it's, it seems like it's an oxymoron, right? It seems like it's the opposite, but in the end, I don't think it is. I think there's st- tons of stuff that's glamorous. That's super trashy. And I think there's a lot of trash out there. That's actually pretty glamorous. So I think it's kind of like this whole vibe of it's really New York city in, in a nutshell, I think uh, of what we were trying to do. And then obviously we released the t-shirt that has the raccoon on it, um, which you could buy at badmary.com and it says trash glamour. It's got the raccoon on it. David put through this together because David's a, an incredible designer and he throws it out there and people just jumped all over it and it became kind of like the vibe of everything. So uh, it kind of, it. yeah, it's kind of what we're running with it. You know, we had an album earlier called glitter bomb and you know, stuff like that. So there's all that kind of st- stuff going around and, and that emphasis there. I will say this is the first um, original release for us since 2019. Yeah. Um. So along with the aesthetic and the vibe that Mike is, is talking about, it was really uh, the first you know, uh, we're back from uh, the, the pandemic keeping us apart and we did a bunch of covers. We put out some cover EPs to kind of start the ball rolling again and get get the gears turning, go back into the studio and, you know, brush the kinks off and all that. And it was a lot of fun doing that. Um, but then opening the door again into like, okay, let's write some stuff. Let's get back to originals. So this is our first original release since 2019. Um, it's got a little bit of everything that you've heard from us in the past some of it's super wacky and fun some of it's super thrashy some of it's a little bit more cerebral and it's kind of all put together into this collection that somehow makes sense and there it is yeah it's it's, it's just very much us it's who we are as songwriters and musicians 
So right. I think it's a good uh, it's a good cross section of what we like to do. Throw that yep. in the trash bag.
Welcome back. Tampa Earl here with you. We're talking with Bad Mary, uh, Amanda and Mike from the band. Uh, We've just heard a couple of their tracks from uh, their new EP, uh, Trash and Glamour, to be found at badmary.com and all of those digital outlets that are out there that you might be able to order it from. Is it Bandcamp going to be in there too? I think everything. Everything. We put we put everything on everything. So I hope it's going to be on Bandcamp. I have to look into that. I don't handle that aspect of the business. We all have our unique Bad Mary business jobs, and that's not mine. So that's I not have yours. to. That's I, not mine. Nor is it Amanda's. I will say we do try to make it uh, very easy to be to be searched and to to find our music yep. online. So yep. we do try to make it as easy as possible wherever you do find or listen to your stuff. You do do an outstanding job with that. That's for sure. Now, I also wanted to bring up this factor. Uh, here in a few weeks, you're heading for Japan. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, the, the big question is, are you big in Japan? I mean, is this kind of like, yeah, we're, we're going to be the next big thing in Japan, kind of like the Runaways or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'd have no problem with that. That would be nice. We would love to be, uh, <laughs> you know, popular over in uh, more as as popular as we possibly can be over in Japan. That's the best. So we had toured Japan in 2019. Okay. We had done a tour there and we'd set that up because we were getting played on the radio there in Tokyo. Our friends um, who we've become friends with over the years, a, a radio DJ in Tokyo named Mike Rogers. Yeah, we say our friend now, but at he's that our time, friend. at like, that time he was a DJ. We he's were able to connect with him and, and become friends with him over the years. But uh, Mike Rogers is a, a terrestrial DJ over in Tokyo. He's an expat. He was from, I th- originally, I think, from California. He worked, um, I think, for another amazing DJ here in the United States who've played us a lot, a uh, guy by the name of Rodney Bingenheimer, who has a show on Sirius XM mm-hmm. on Sunday nights. Rodney's great. We love Rodney. And he was playing us on his show. Mike picked up some of the songs. Mike started playing us over in Tokyo. And Amanda and I, and I always tell this story, Man, then I were in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World uh, when I checked my phone to check Facebook and saw that Mike Rogers of Tokyo was playing us. So we looked down. I sat with Amanda. I said, we need to take a look at this. We looked at it. I took a screenshot. I sent it to the band. And the first thing the band said back was like, well, how do we get over there? So I reached out to Mike and Mike was awesome. And he reached right back out to me, gave me a bunch of names. I And one of the people got back to me and we booked our first tour in 2019 and ever since then, we've been trying to get back, but obviously COVID kind of threw a giant wrench in the works, but it now was so much fun. it's, yeah, it's so much fun. We love it over there, but I was checking in with the uh, tour company, Inter Idoru uh, 
the management over there in Japan. I was checking in with them every few months during the whole pandemic. And then eventually, maybe about six or eight months ago, maybe even close to a year ago, um, April, who uh, runs that, runs whatever we're booking over there, she reached out to me and said, hey, they're, they're booking again. So I'm like, all right, we're coming. And we planned it. We picked the dates and we threw it all together and we're going back. And um, from what we hear, the venues are very excited to have us back. Um, we made a lot of great friends over there. We had amazing shows over there on the first tour. And we hope this tour goes back and we think it's going to be bigger and better than the last one. So yeah, I think there is a growing fan base over in Japan. Yeah, I would say we're not like, we're not like selling out stadiums or anything. We're not, you know, quite, not, not quite there, not yet. Quite there yet. Um, <laughs> but even, even in 2019, similar to um, what I was saying earlier, a bit about like playing shows and someone coming up to us after being like, you guys don't know what you meant during this time, playing a show in a completely different country, meeting people I've never seen before that were singing our lyrics in our face and then like wanting to meet us afterwards. It's like, okay, this is a life-changing moment for me right now because this just opened a whole door to something I had only dreamed was possible. Yeah. Um. So it, it went really well last time. We were received really well last time. And if any of those people told at least one of their friends, I'm very excited for- Can't wait. For this trip. It's yeah. going to be, We're. I mean, I, we've been to Japan a bunch, Amanda and I, myself and myself I love too. it. I love it. We love it so over much. there. So it's one of those things where- to, to give it the opportunity to go over there and play music has been so, in, so incredible. Um, you know, I've been a fan of Japanese art and entertainment um, for most of my, most of my life. So to be able to have our music connect with people over in Japan like that is, has been like incredibly special for me. Uh, I know personally. Um, so it's a, it's a huge, it's really, really cool. Uh, my dad's so funny. Um, cause when we're walking around, we were walking around in 2019, it took him uh, every day. He would have a moment where like, we're not in New York right now. Like we'd be walking in like the city street and he'd just be like, we're not in New York right now. This is wild. Yeah. This and it's is wild. so much fun. And the bands are so good and the venues are great and everything's just an awesome time. We can't wait. We're like, it's so close. <laughs> Now, uh, we're, we're going to finish up here, and I had one more question for you. Um, the thing is, I've noticed with your work, you're very much a, a do-it-yourself, DIY operation. Uh, now, is that something that you have specifically struck out on, on your own to do, or have you uh, entertained the idea of the label situation and said, now that's not for us? Which which way is it gone, or is it a mixture of the two? I think if if now, if you talk to us now, it's very much intentional. We we love that it's been DIY. Um, but it, over the course of the the ten years, so say we're starting at the beginning here, um, Better Days, our first album, we completely recorded ourselves. So that was kind of the first foray into okay, are we songwriting? We're writing original because we were playing covers and stuff before that. So that was our first like, okay, we're going to get some original tracks down. David was learning how to mix. We were all kind of learning the functions and just tried to put together like a good, just something good, just yeah. something good yeah. to put out and see what happened with. And then from that release that we did completely DIY, we started writing more music and then did get approached by um, some like independent labels or publishers or things like that. So we did sit down and have conversations with people. Um, we did a couple of EPs in in studio with a producer who we still have a great relationship with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it was just one of those things as the time went on 
and people that we had signed to do smaller projects with or whatnot, we were learning more and more kind of how to implement those techniques, those um, different things. And as, as we were doing more, we just learned more. And it got to a point where we're like, okay, we're doing this to a certain level ourselves. And then we would talk to the other other shops and whatnot and be like, okay, well, what what can you really do that we're not? Yeah, we kind of felt like we were we were kind of doing a lot of the stuff like a lot of the labels that were approaching us were going to do. And we were pretty much already doing that. So we're like, all right, we can keep doing this. Like even the stuff we did in the studio was still under our label. We just worked with the producer. Um we did some recordings in Brooklyn at a place called Studio G with uh, with a, a great a great punk rock producer, this guy by the name of Matt Storm. He runs this uh, his company, I believe, is called Panic Room Studios. He's yeah. a great guy. If anyone's interested in working with him, check him out on yeah, the internet. He's plug great. him a million times over. Yeah, he was awesome. Matt rules. And so we worked with him, but we were still DIY. We were still independent. Matt was a producer that came in and worked with us, and really like really like kind of showed us the ropes on on recording. And when it came around to doing the return of space girl in 2019, we as a band sat down and been like, you know what, let's just do this ourselves. And we've been approached by labels and things like that. But like you said, sometimes they want too much and we're really happy owning our music. Like we're really happy that every dollar we make doing this comes right back to the band and goes to making new music and going on tour and doing what we love to do. And that's playing live. So ultimately it, like Amanda said at the beginning, it was kind of like a form. It was, based out of necessity, but now it's kind of like an absolute total decision. Unless you're coming to us with like the greatest deal ever. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, we're probably going to tell you no, because you know, it's, it's, we do a lot of this already. We work with great people already. You know, we're working with, with, with Dana, who's doing with all, all our, all our, um, our publicity and all that stuff. And she's amazing. And we're doing great work with these folks over in Japan. So there's a lot of stuff we've been doing on our own that uh, we're really proud of. And it's really worked for us. Also, we're, um, but we're open to it. If a label wants to come and talk to us, we're open to talking. But in the end, you know, we we want to own as much as our of our music as possible because we put a lot of hard work into it and we really care. Also having the, having the studio at our disposal yeah. is is incredible because you studio time is very limited and you book it way in advance and it's like, okay, you get what you get in that time and that's all you have time for. And that's the the slot. So being able to kind of go to David's and creatively record something and really take our time with it and, and just have that time, have that freedom, have that space and, there's no rush. It's yeah. There's no rush unless we put it on ourselves. Yes. Yeah. We we self-impose it sometimes because we want to get music out, but ultimately in the end, if a song isn't coming together, we don't have to force us or, ourselves to record it. And we can also release stuff when we want. And yep. I've talked with friends that are on labels and they'll have full albums in the can that they're like, we don't know when it's coming out. Um they haven't really pushed it and we're kind of on the back burner now, but we know it's coming. And that's it. And, and it's like, I, if that was me, I'd be so itchy. I'm like, no, I have this whole record. Let's get it. And it's sorry, Mike. <laughs> okay. Well, I got I, excited. I, I bumped into him. <laughs> oh, heck, I, I, I completely okay. get it. It's something, I mean, this is, this is your expression. This is your passion. Yep. And, and, and you want to definitely keep control of as much of it as possible. Uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, we do a lot of the legwork, whether we're getting placement in, movies or a TV show or a podcast or anything like that. You know, we do all that ourselves for the most part, you know, um, 
And then we have, like we said, we work with Dana, who's doing our publicity, who's just a, an absolute powerhouse in terms of this stuff. And she's shown us so much and taught us so much about everything we're doing. And and uh, it really has helped us kind of elevate our music and, and push it out there further. So we've got great people we work with, like unbelievable people that have been working with us uh, since day one. So we're really happy with our kind of our kind of vibe. Well, uh, let's make sure we get all the information out there. Bad Mary is the name of the band. Badmary.com, the website. They do a Tuesday show on Facebook, YouTube, Patreon, Twitch. Uh, you can see them every week there. And and, and I, I guarantee you, sometimes they will even say, okay, what do you want to hear? And they'll do requests. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're we going do. to hit it all. They've got the tour in Japan coming up, and the EP "Trash and Glamour" is going to be out in the digital outlets. And uh, actually, go to badmary.com too, and you can probably pick up physical copies there. Uh, yeah, we will have physical copies eventually. I, th- I think when we get home from Japan, we will have physical copies, unless David ordered them and I didn't realize. Okay. Well, he sounds like he's the one in charge of that. So maybe he's in we'll charge get... of that. He's in yeah. charge of distribution. There you go. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you coming on with us this week. And uh, we're going to finish up things here by hearing uh, one of the songs you guys chose, Addicted. Uh, tell us all about this song and uh, we'll get uh, get on out of here. So this was a song we recorded for our record, The Return of Space Girl in 2019. It's about pretty much, it's told from the point of view of the internet to the user uh, and pretty much the, the point of view of like social media to the user. And it's pretty much letting the user know that you can do whatever you want, but you are, I know you're hooked. I know you're addicted to me. And the whole album is kind of about misconnection with people and uh, not connecting on, on a personal level and, you know, kind of social media addiction, things like that. And a robot from space who comes and destroys stuff. So it's, it's, it's a lot of that going on in that record. It's a, it's a concept album. And uh, the video for this song, actually, you can find it on our YouTube, youtube.com slash bad Mary band was actually shot uh, by Mike Rogers, the and directed by Mike Rogers, the DJ we were talking about earlier in Shibuya in Tokyo. Oh, so okay. yeah, that was all taken from a show that we did in Tokyo. So it's pretty cool. Well, Mike, Amanda, Bad Mary's the name of the band. Check them out uh, wherever uh, fine music is sold. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. This yeah. was awesome. Yeah, thanks, Earl. I really appreciate it.
Listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com. 